Welcome to Big Natural Talents. Hello, everybody. It is me. As you can tell, I'm like mid laughter when I hold the reins to introduce the podcast. I fall. I fall apart. I'm cacking myself. And Lauren's seething. Lauren's looking at me like, you stupid bitch. Oh, I am furious today. I am here under duress. Uh, there is a gun to my head. I'm not happy. But um, thanks for listening anyway. But Conchetta, please yes. introduce our lovely guest here today. Yes. So, Lauren, it's not just you and me. It is actually um, a beautiful woman is in our midst who I have already already called one of my closest friends and I've already said that I'm intimidated by because she's a professional journalist and presenter and absolute bad bitch. Everyone, please welcome to the pod. It's Jan Fran. Hey. (laughs) Hello, Hello, Lauren. It's Cheddar. Conchetta and I are best friends. <laughs> like, yeah. we've known each other. How long, how long have we known each other? For oh, my God. oh, my we, God. I can't even remember. We can't. It's been, it's, it's been it's, weeks, I think. Like, <laughs> week, definitely. It has but been like, maybe... W- w- Packed weeks, packed with a lot of stuff in them. You know, a lot of friendship and a lot of good vibes and energy. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think I yeah. We had a good like we had a good friendship sesh like once. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> and, and now Jen friends in my will. She's at the top of the list. It goes Jan friend, Ben Caution, my partner, Lauren Bonner of Big Natural Talents fame. Oh no, so. oh no! I, I guess I'm really upset that I won't be able to inherit the empty box of Krispy Kreme branded TV snacks that you keep on your shelf as decoration. I'm gutted personally, and Jen, I hope you enjoy it. So I fucking will. That's what yeah. happens when you're like number one best friend. You get the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, we're so excited to have you with us. Yeah, Conchetta was just saying she's a bit nervous about, you know, because then we were just talking about what are we going to do in the podcast and you're a mm. journalist, obviously, hard-hitting, you know, <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff um, and the questions and things like that. So it is we're, we're kind of – it's a bit of a role reversal today. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Testing our journalistic skills. Is that a word? Oh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, let's go yes. Yeah. Does that mean yeah. that if we're role reversing though, do I have to be funny? Oh, uh, funny. yes. Yeah. Yes. Switch it on. <laughs> Turn the switch on if you haven't already. Yeah, actually. I, I like that I can see both of your faces and you're like, oh, shit, can this bitch be funny? Let's just say yes. I don't know. Yes. Yes, please. Please. No. No, you know, we were literally talking earlier, madam, about your hilarious online social media presence, okay? So oh. if we're talking funny... You've you've got it. You do a lot of funny posts, which touches me about your husband. Um, because Thank you. I famously love to do funny posts about my almost husband, Ben Cotton. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. so Hasn't love proposed see- yet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not locked in. Okay. Um, but yeah. no, but I have taken his last name, and that makes it in some ways official, <laughs> and in you know? some ways illegal and possibly stalkery. But yeah, go on. yeah, yeah. The ten-year anniversary is coming up in nine years. Is yeah. Conchetta's famous say famous joke that goes off? Famous joke that started by her just actually saying something like that. 
So yeah, absolutely. that's the truth. But yeah, you do. You have a you have a very fun little Instagram presence or your your captions and stuff. Do, have you ever like I don't know. You wouldn't cuz your your career is like you're on the project now very mm. it's taken off. Is anyone like you got to stop threatening to kill people on Instagram? Are people saying that yet? <laughs> you know what? No. No one no one cool. turned in the death threats. So I'm just going to keep yeah. doing them. Um, it, no, not really. I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not. The thing that you've kind of got to worry about is like whether someone's going to sue you for defamation or whether you're going yeah. to be in contempt of court. And I am not under threat from any of those things, hopefully. So not really. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. But it's if you like hard. at large, like threaten people, like just like generally, then it's vague enough that it's not defamatory. It's not really directed. So that's totally legal. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you just like call people that guy, or if you just do like one of those, you know, winky <laughs> face, or the eyes emoji, where the eyes like, yes. The mm. It's like, yes. I'm like low key accusing mm-hmm. someone, but I'm not going to say who and I'm not going to elaborate anymore. But here are some <laughs> eyes and your imagination can run away with it. That's fine. Like, no one's going to, you know. No one can prove shit. Then you literally fit perfect into this um, vaguely gossip-based podcast um, because we do the same thing. We're, we're talking gossip all mainly anonymous people about people we've never met. And if we're talking about big people, you know, there's no names going on. So we're on the sort of same page. We're speaking oh of gossip. Oh, my God. Who are we straight out the game? No, 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 not really. I was going to ask you, being on the project, like what's yeah. the what's the goss of being on the project? Like what's it like to be on this like show yeah. that's huge? Like what are the personalities like? Wh- were you like scared the first time you did it or have you had so much experience that it didn't freak you out? Like take us backstage on, on you know, the, Australia's favourite news okay. show. Yes. <laughs> It's, um, That's, oh, how that could be defamation. Is that Australia's <laughs> favourite? What, who, like, yeah. today, tonight's going to get in Are touch you like, and be like, legally? excuse me, we're Australia's <laughs> favourite new show. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, and yeah, I'm in to- handcuffs. They're taking me to the jail. <laughs> You're making claims. Um, yeah, I get yeah, what's And then or there's also as well we wanted to talk about um, – Question Everything, which is the show that me and Kinchot have both appeared on alongside you. So the two, you know, what's, I guess, what's the difference? What's your favourite? You know, they're both different. <laughs> they're like children. Answer? You shouldn't be mm. made, you shouldn't be made to choose. <laughs> no, they are, they are, they're, they're quite um, different shows. And I remember when I um, first started doing the project, so a, a few years ago, um, you, you sort of, you, you get a bit nervous cause you, you're sort of, you're not really sure like what's, mm. what's going on and you know, when to jump in and when not to jump in. And I remember, um, saying to my agent, I'm like, okay, well, you know, like, I feel like I can do maybe three things on television. Like I can be funny ish. <laughs> I can, you know, be a journo and I can be, uh, like a sassy lady. This is like the most cynical version yes. of television personalities. But, you know, if someone's like, okay, what, can you do, what can you do on TV? It's like I could do those three things. And then I remember my first show, mm. I was with Tommy, who was funny, the funny one, and I and Hamish, who was mm. the journalist, and Lisa, who was, you know, the, 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 the woman or bringing the yeah. woman's perspective. And I was like, oh, my God. What am I doing? Like, they're the only yeah. thing I can do. I was like, do I have to shit? Quick, do I have to invent a new persona? Do I have to bring something completely different? Like, 
so it's one of those things but you kind of you just you get used to it after a while you know like you kind of Mm. you the the more you do it with people the more you can kind of like read cues and feel more comfortable and that kind of thing yeah oh my god it's nice to know that I'm like not the only person that like you have those tiny not to like call what you're talking about a crisis but I will like a mini (laughs) crisis where you're like you know tv makes you be like you're like what who am I what's this how to like it's it's a lot so for, yeah. for you to have that and then to be where you are now that doesn't go away that doesn't go away oh <gasps> that really yeah, that that feeling of like yeah. oh what am I supposed to be doing and is this the right thing and you know like yeah it, it, you, you always get it which I think I think oh is good God. because that's that's sort of what propels yeah. you that's so true. And that is just like what um, I was just talking to my therapist about where she was like, you don't cure mental health, Conchetta. You're not like one day I'm going to talk to you and be like, I'm done. Like I actually I actually like that thought in my head that's like telling me you suck is like gone. She's like, you just manage it. So yeah, I, keep, yeah. I have this tendency to be like, okay, that's done. Like, oh, you do. But it's like, no, you just have to manage it for the rest of your life. And there's sort of a beauty in that. Would you agree? Yeah. Lisa? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, no matter what you do, no matter what you try, you're always going to hate yourself and be there and you're always going to, like, fail and stuff. And so you just accept it and you go, I am a failure and this is how it's going to be. And I'm a worthless little piece of shit and I'm going (laughs) to go on the TV and be a sassy lady, I guess, because that's all I can fucking do. Um, Yeah, I think that is what mental health is really all about. That's what is at the root of it. Find solace in that. Um, mm. But yeah, Jen, are you like ha- like are the project people? Are you hanging? Like, are you going to be at each other's like <laughs> main yeah. events? Well, like, do you and like Waleed like chill? Do you what's the tea on there? <laughs> <laughs> Read okay, the last well, text you sent to Waleed. <laughs> no, yeah. Do you want? Uh, oh. <laughs> hang on. Let me. Oh let my god. god. You don't have to. I was joking, but if you no, want. now you have to. <laughs> let me let me just suss the last text that I wrote to Waleed. And see, I hope it's a meme. <laughs> Fuck, it's probably something. Uh, okay, no, I'm not going to read that one. Um, do we? Oh my god, it was raunchy. You've got to give us the genre. Like, what's the genre of the text? Is it like spicy? Is it like? Is it like vulnerable? Is it? You could also say. You could also say no comment. Okay. It's. It's. It's like mildly spicy. Definitely not vulnerable. It's very. Right. Um, uh, it's in the culture war think piece Venn diagram. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Oh, oh my big god. words never a Venn for two diagram. little brains here. <laughs> yeah, never a Venn that diagram too, that you want to be in. <laughs> that's too intellectual, too quick. Lauren and I's diagram, um, Venn diagram is like um, toilet talk from me, and then like Lauren's, um, I don't know, shopping. <laughs> and, like, yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> Conchetta's talking about her shit and I'm talking about my cat pissing on all of my things. That's about it. And that's, that's, the and that's a human that's- experience, mm. you know. Thank you. And, and that, that's just as valid as cultural think pieces. Oh, my Absolutely. God. So, but we mentioned that we were both on Question Everything with you on ABC, which is the new show, and we definitely wanted to, like, talk about that. That's exciting because um, we met Mil- Will Anderson for the first time and then mm. we were on his podcast um, and that was really fun. And, like, how has it been, like, working with him? Like, are you – because your role in that show is kind of, like, co-host vibe. Like, I don't know, how, how have, has that been fun? This is the worst question in the world 
right? It's so vague. I'm like, just talk about it. I don't know. You think of the, the end. You give me everything, Jen. I'm like, what's what's up? <laughs> Fuck. I'm not a journalist. Let me, okay. Um, do it, it, what I, I'm trying to think of like, there's several questions in there. Do I, how is working yeah. with Will? I mean, working with Will's great. I did his podcast too. That was how we ended up meeting. Um, and we ended up sort of like talking for like, sometimes these podcasts can go for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half. I think we ended up talking like three hours. And by <gasps> the time we got to the third hour, I was like, okay, why? Well, well, I think well, we, I have to go. Like I, I have to catch a plane, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and I think wow. it was also that's like, crazy. Yeah, so crazy. you're saying like he he would have like asked you um, questions, like distinct questions that you could then answer easily. That's really interesting. <laughs> of a I'm choice saying that he made. Some people would use that as a podcasting technique, mm. but you know, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be yeah. universal. But yeah, generally, it's <laughs> someone asks a question, someone answers that question. And so that's kind of how we, we sort of like um, started working together, I guess. And then when this show came up, it obviously was not intended to be broadcast in the middle of the worst coronavirus crisis mm. that the state of New South Wales has seen yet. Um, that was a surprise. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so we've sort of just had to, I guess, pivot a little bit around things like studio audience, which we can't have, which like when you're a comedian – important i would say would you agree (laughs) no no we don't agree (laughs) i mean you guys both did the show without a studio audience like what was your Mm. vibe oh i mean i was in hell because i'm used to having (laughs) hordes of people laughing and cacking themselves you know screaming and wailing so that was really hard to hear sort of a few cameramen guffaw um (laughs) at a line i would say i'm kidding yeah no i mean it's it's crazy because my Lauren and I, this is a proper first time doing TV panel shows. Like it's, and it's an entirely scary thing. And I was so grateful because, you know, Ben was doing the internship and he sat in the seat just for the rehearsals. And he texted me straight after being like, Conchetta, that was so scary. Like even for a rehearsal, it feels so intimidating. It feels like you are doing the most professional and you're like, this is going to be on TV. So like, it's crazy to be doing these great opportunities, but it's different because you're not having a full crowd and there's like social distancing and there's masks for a lot of it and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's great to be still doing TV, but it's interesting to be like, I wonder how it would be different back in the old days, you know, (laughs) a couple couple years ago, you know, the big crowds. Yeah, it it was interesting. And like, because there is kind of a small audience of people who work on the show and you guys or the crew like have worked hard, I think like to try to like get like an audience vibe and stuff. So they're like tables, but you do still feel like, you know, that they are like laughing under obligation gun to yeah. their head oh, yeah it's are, they're under duress they are literally <laughs> under duress like they are yeah. literally a captive audience that we have told you cannot leave you must yeah. stay here and you must laugh <laughs> yeah and then there's also this thing in tv which is like when they start like do at the beginning of the show they're like all right give us a good laugh and a clap and then give us a little laugh and a clap and they like measure it all out and stuff and then sometimes they'll like start the show and then they'll, and then like they'll stop and be like you guys need to clap more 
are you kidding? Yeah. So it's like they're working. It's like mm. you didn't even yeah. laugh. You need to laugh. You need to clap harder. It's a lot of stress. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the, what a studio audience, that's what a studio audience does, right? And they do it like quite yeah. naturally. So when you're the one that's, that's my husband in the background in Woo! the BG. Just, that's hey, awesome. hey. <laughs> um, hey. We just had our eight year anniversary yesterday. <gasps> Thank oh you. Oh my god! Congratulations! Wow. I think Thank we should stop so one much. minute. A yeah, minute. so I'm sick of it. We don't even need to talk about question anything, <laughs> no, everything, no, we'll- any, ever again. <laughs> we've questioned everything. We're done. It's fucking uh, over. Whatever. Yeah, we've both already been on. So whatever. It's all done. Sorted. I'm sure they'll probably. No, I'm kidding. Sorry. There'll be no, some other had- people on. I-, I I have some questions for you, Lauren. How how did you how did you find it? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's really scary. And also, I think I said this on the podcast before, but like TV studios are really cold. Um, Mm. No one is talking about no one's acting like that. This is a big deal. (laughs) I get really cold. Um, (laughs) I I, like asked Lauren, I was like, hey, girlie, like, how did it go? Your first big TV show? And she was like, it's freaking freezing, man. No one tells you that it's cold. And like, no one. I needed a big jacket. Like, I feel like I was at Threadbow. Like, this is literally Lauren. And I'm like, okay, yeah. queen. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're like, that's a that's an interesting that- top line takeaway. Thank you. Yes. Studios yeah. are cold. Yeah. So that was, yeah, <laughs> that was like my main thing. You took from that experience, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess like. It's like, it's just like a practice like anything else. So like when I'm on stage yeah. doing stand-up comedy by myself, um, I mean, you're definitely performing and like putting it on a bit, but it feels much more natural and stuff. You can kind of just be yourself a bit more. But on TV, I felt like I had to perform a lot more than I expected. Like when you watch panel shows or even when I watched myself back on the show, like it didn't seem like I was like, you know, trying. I'm, I'm, that sounds like I'm like... To like saying I did a really good job it doesn't even look like I'm trying hard, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. performing in a theatre sense, sense, but like I really had to like perform because it's such a weird environment and it like feels yeah. unnatural, yeah. totally to be just making jokes. I think that would have um, been mitigated if we had a studio audience. I know I keep coming back to that, but um, when when you don't have a studio audience that's hearing jokes one time and for the first time, um, mm. a lot of the energy does have to come from the panel. And wow. when that energy comes from the panel, then you you do have to uh, you know perform to some extent. So you have to take the and not an exaggerated version of you, but maybe just like a top level version of you, because you are the one that has to bring all the energy. Because the the audience is the crew. And the crew has yeah. probably heard the jokes in the rehearsals. And so they're yeah. laughing for the second or third or fourth time. And so if you felt like you had to overperform, that's probably why. Because you did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, that's the difference. The art. <laughs> the art of television. Yeah. And it's like oh one other God. thing I've kind of realized in, in, at this point is like it's not a very funny time. Like just in the yeah. world in general. <laughs> mm. Like in New South Wales. Like it's not great. I think no. we can agree. Yeah. It's a really bad time, I think I'd go out on a limb to say. <laughs> yeah. um, and then also, like, I don't, but it's always good to, like, be able to make jokes about, t- you know, current topics in the news and stuff, which is, I think, like, what this show does and, like, what other, like, you know, some other, like, news satire and stuff does and it's fun to do that. But also, like, it's hard to make jokes. It's like, oh, yeah, I made this really funny joke about this thing. What's the thing? And it's like, 
Oh yeah, like kind of um, the the rise of fascism led by neo Nazis. Um, that is probably the greatest single threat to democracy we've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. Like, what? It's actually not funny. Oh so, my oh my god! And I wanted to say this on my episode because it made everyone laugh. But Lauren would know this about me, Jem. Um. But, like, when I got booked to do the show and I had to do all the research about the news and the jokes, like, it was, like, my first time learning about lots of the stuff because I do not keep up with the news. Do I keep up with the Kardashians? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Do I keep up with the news every week? No. And so I was messaging Lauren being like, you're telling me? Like AstraZeneca like has been linked to these things and people think this and people don't believe in COVID. I was like, this is driving me crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I've always said this, like she just I I don't know how you don't know these things. Like, but then but then like as soon as I log on, I only just saw it come up on my phone that um very sadly the actor who played Stanford in Sex and the City has passed away. Yeah, I'm on She's it. She's on top of that. I don't yeah. know, you've got a Google the alert or something for that. The Met Gala, I'm across it. I've it's seen following all every the- minute. But then I would just tell you like, or even a few weeks ago when we were still looking at the case numbers for COVID, I mean, nowadays it's just like, well, well, whatever. But when they were going crazy, I like said to Conchetta at like 4 p.m. one day, I was like, oh, yeah, did you see cases are like over a thousand? And Conchetta was like, what? (laughs) What? I thought it was like fine. She was like, I like thought we'd be like out. Like she's like, when will geeks come back? Like two weeks, do you think? Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that is but that's true. A I, beautiful headspace to be in, though, mm, Conchetta. You is. know what I mean? Thank you. Because Thank you. It's, it's it's in the sand, and the head is inside the sand. <laughs> and it's warm. Is, it's it's warm, warm there, guys. And it's protective. <laughs> And it's beautiful, and I think you should stay there. Thank you. Yeah. Inside, I've got like animals dancing and like old <laughs> episodes of Looney Tunes like playing over and over. So, oh. um, no, I don't know. It's just, it's I don't know. I just don't. I I don't always yeah. know the news, but then sometimes I do, and I sort of tap in t- and tap out. And I have a feeling that some people relate to this. So um, there's a whole spectrum to knowing all the news. And you're right; like it is such a sad time. So I'm like, great, I learned all this to what? Feel sad and powerless <laughs> yeah. and hopeless yeah. and know yeah. all these horrible things. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I empathize with everyone. Do whatever works for you. But that was a but funny thing. <laughs> It's also like because, you know, because everything's closed. It's not like the mm. com- comedians can go on stage and, like, hone their craft or rehearse or do shows or, you know, tighten mm. jokes or test shit. Like, you can't do any of that. And then you come yeah. into this studio on television and, you know, some people maybe they live alone and they're not speaking to that many people a day, you know. No. So it's yeah. like, yeah. oh, you've come in from this like not very funny time you haven't been doing stand-up because everything's closed and now it's Mm. like please sit on this television panel and be very hilarious immediately thank you you know like it's a lot it's a lot thank you yeah it's so draining and it is like that that like funny brain is such like a thing to try to get into and like we've been good with the podcast kind of keeps us in the funny brain but it obviously hasn't kept me in the you know, being able to put across a concise point brain um, <laughs> that has fallen apart. Yeah. And so it's like, it, it is really hard, but I think everyone that all the episodes I've seen and stuff like people are, 
you know, relishing in the opportunity to just get out there and have fun. It's really cool that there is like a TV show on at the moment that has like young comedians like us on it because yeah, I think so too. any of that. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And so I wanted to say Lauren's question where like it like didn't really have a specific question on the yeah. other spec- side of the spectrum. I have a question that it's like burning a hole in my brain that I've been wanting to ask you. <laughs> and um, it's this, Jan Fran, have you ever shit yourself? <laughs> and I, and this is, and to me, this has journalistic integrity because has anyone ever asked you that Jan? And you can be as concise as you want, but I just need to know oh, someone man. with your aura and power. I need to know, do you, can you relate to people that have had one of the most wicked things to happen to someone <laughs> in the world? Have, can you relate? Wicked. <laughs> Positively devilish experience. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, Jan, this isn't my question. Um, no, hey, I made the bad mistake of not knowing what I was getting myself into. And, yeah. and here we are being asked whether I've ever shat myself. I don't I don't think I've ever shat myself, but I did mm. one time do a um, colon, it, colon <gasps> cleanse. <laughs> which is like <laughs> it's like a do you guys know what a colon cleanse is was it like an enema or was it like you drank skinny me tea or something no so it is like sort of an and en- like it's called a colonic irrigation there are some like <gasps> spas in australia that do it um Whoa. but i i did not so it's it's the short answer is like a tube goes up your ass and then they put like warm <gasps> water or something. And it's like to, to basically drain your colon. But I did not get this done in Australia. I got this done in Beirut, Lebanon. Wow. And what, can I, why? why? Yeah. What prompted this? Were you like, when <laughs> in it- Rome, you know, like <laughs> abroad, you know, it's kind of a holiday vibe. <laughs> I had just been so this was like oh fuck this probably would have been like maybe 15 years ago I was um I was traveling around Europe just sort of backpacking and my uncle lives in Cyprus um which for those who don't know is a tiny island in the Mediterranean it's very close to Lebanon it's only like 40 minutes um by plane and I got to Cyprus and I was like oh I don't know I'm not feeling very good I'm just feeling like I've just done six weeks of backpacking around Europe like drinking four euro vodka and just eating like packet gorgonzola <laughs> like that was dinner and you yeah, know you know yeah. you like you're just traipsing around you're a piece of shit you're not being healthy <laughs> After six yeah you weeks, know yeah when people are always I always hear people say like oh my god when I travel like I the weight just falls off me because I'm walking all day no never I always like gain weight like when I went to Japan people are like you will lose weight in Japan like because you only eat like sashimi and I'm like no hon I'm going to 7-eleven and eating a hundred <laughs> different kinds of rice cracker like I blew up there yeah yeah like that was me in Italy they're just like, oh, mm. do you want this, mm. like, wheel of cheese? I'm like, yeah, just put the whole wheel in my it's mouth, like- please. Yeah, sorry. Um, are you not familiar with the text Eat, Pray, Love? Um, <laughs> seminal text of which I am referring to. Yes, um, the, the classic the classic find yourself. Um, anyway, I found myself in Cyprus where my uncle lives, and I was like, oh, I feel like shit, whatever. And he's like, oh. Do you want to? It's like, oh, there's a, there's this great doctor. 
in in Lebanon because my, my background's Lebanese. That I should have probably prefaced that. Like you don't generally go to Beirut <laughs> for a colonic irrigation or any other reason, usually, unless you're kind of from there or you want to do some hectic tourism. But yeah, so that's that's where we're from and or whatever heritage. And he's like, okay, oh, I know this great doctor in Beirut. Beirut's only forty minutes away. Let's go to this doctor. And I'm like, oh, how do you know this doctor? And he's like, I saw him on the TV. And I was like, <laughs> I love as well how you're going to Beirut, like for the colonic. Like it's like a you're like flying in, flying out. It's a FIFO enema. Like, okay, did not know about the colonic at this point. Thinking I'm going to see a doctor. <sighs> We're going to Beirut, and it was for the weekend. Cyprus is so close, so it's like it's like I said, it's only 40 minutes. So you can go for a weekend, so it was like a FIFO Beirut trip. And to see a doctor, which when you go and see a doctor, you presume like what? A stethoscope here and there? Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, prescription off your fuck. Like that's a doctor's visit. And yeah. that was yeah. totally fine with me. So we got there. Oh, yeah, cool. Did an examination. It's like, look, I'll give you these kind of natural herbs or whatever. Take them. You'll start to feel heaps better in a few weeks. Because I was living in France at the time. So I was going back to France. I wasn't coming back home. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Let's get these herbs. And then the doctor's like, oh, he's like, you know what? He's like, I think you should have a colon cleanse. That's what he said. A colon cleanse. <laughs> an afterthought. Just, oh. and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what else there is? Just a, just a, here's a thing we've got. Would you like to cleanse oh. your colon? Yeah. If, um, before you go, pop up on the table. <laughs> uh, turn over. Roll over. I'll just um just w- won't take a sec. Uh, How's it going back here? Oh dear. I had no idea what um a colon cleanse was at this point because I did think it was like drinking. You drink a green mm. juice or you drink something like you know, and then you're kind of like on the toilet and then you're great. Like that's that that was a yep. three step process in my mind. Like drink juice, go to toilet, feel great. That was it. And I was like, <laughs> this is a process that I can get on board with. And so then he's like, okay, cool, go in that room, please. And so I was like, that's an interesting decision for someone that just has to drink a drink, but okay, I'll go in that room. So I <sighs> went in that room and, you know, there's a lady there and there's like machines and then they give you the robe, you know, those hospital um, robes yeah, that are gown. like o- open at the butt, like, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so you're just like, again, still in my head, I'm like, Again, I'm just drinking a juice, so I'm not quite understanding why this, like, open <laughs> butt robe is happening. Honey, you're not drinking with the mouth that you think you're going to be drinking with. <laughs> no. It's going to be juice, but it's going to not be yummy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, they. long story short, it's like this. the lady's like, okay, cool, well, I have to uh, put this, like, tube in your ass. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, yeah, this is. <clears throat> Are you do- sorry? Are you doing the are you doing the colon cleanse? I'm like, yeah, I'm just here for a colon cleanse. She's like, no, no, this is the colon cleanse. This is, this is the colon cleanse. Um, and anyway, she did. She just put put the tube in, in my ass and I had to get my colon cleansed. And that was that was the experience of shitting myself. Oh my! And is wow. there like an aftermath to that? Are you like on the toilet for days, or is it just like just what you thought? You're on the toilet once, then you feel amazing. You look amazing. No, you don't feel or look amazing. You feel entirely violated. 
So you don't walk out with like a spring in your step. You're actually depressed. You feel violated. You, you walk out depressed and violated and your bum hurts and you're like, I cannot believe this just happened to me. And in Beirut, and the lady's like fully talk. She's like, oh, how, how's Australia? You know, do you like Australia? And, and like as she's like putting a tube in my, in my ass, I'm like, this is, I didn't, I don't oh, know what is happening right that now. That is so funny. That's like when I'm yeah. talking to my um, laser surgeon about her kids while she like lasers my vagina flaps. Like that's, yeah, that's, that's what funny. you have to deal with <laughs> sometimes getting these crazy things where you're like keeping this conversation while they're literally lasing your ass or they're <laughs> sticking a tube. But like, that's part of the human experience. And that's why I think this yeah. question that I ask is groundbreaking and incredible because Jan Fran, you, I would say, as you were re- retelling that story, Lauren, this, that story made me feel like it could be in the third Sex in the City movie because in a way you are a <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw-esque persona, I think, because you're like, if people don't know, you're also a fashionista on top of being a sassy, intelligent journalist. I and hate so I just Carrie think- Bradshaw. No. I was going to say, I don't know no. if you're a Carrie. Um, and I also don't think Carrie would get the colonic. I think she'd be like, honey, you're not sticking <laughs> that thing up me for less than a thousand dollars. And then Samantha would be like, what's wrong? Everybody does it in LA. I had a colonic for breakfast this morning. And then Charlotte would be like, I just would rather we didn't talk about this at brunch. And then Miranda oh would be God. like, you could have some of the Chinese food I had last week. That cleared me right out. Um, <laughs> Lauren, that was like an entire spec script for yeah. Sex in the City. Um, right? No, anyone but- listening? Anyone in the industry listening? <laughs> I'm just saying, Jen Friend, like more metaphorically, it's like what happens when a beautiful, smart, fashionista woman goes and gets a tube up her butt like that to me whereas like whereas if you look at me Jen Fred everyone's like yeah she's had a tube up her butt she's had like everyone could pick it you can smell it on me but not you and look I'm gonna leave that question I'm gonna let it die but you gave a fantastic answer thank you so much yeah don't get Um, don't get your colon cleansed anywhere or especially in Beirut (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy that's that's a tourist attraction um i um i guess that was such a fun little story and we we will ask you if you, it's okay if you haven't thought of any or you don't have any little gossip things to share have you thought of any like other like gossip stories you think that you want to share any bits of gossip well on the show i don't know when this podcast is airing but on the show last night we had mark humphreys and he asked a question, which we what, one of the questions that that we were putting to the panel was, um, what is the what is the forbidden question? What is a question that you cannot ask? And he asked oh. a question which I believe to be a forbidden question, <gasps> and it was, please, what, what was with Richard Wilkins and his eye patch? Now, I don't know if you ladies remember, but Richard Wilkins, I don't. he used to wear an eye patch no, for no. some reason at some point a few years ago. It's true. And I'm like, <gasps> what the what? fuck? <laughs> yeah, Richard Wilkins. <laughs> I'm just like, and then I was like, that's, that's fucking crazy. Like, that's a crazy question. Are you sure Richard Wilkins wore an eye? He's like, yes. So then I Googled Richard Wilkins eye patch 
And let me tell you, two things came up. One was a Twitter account about the mystery of Richard Wilkins' eye patch that people <laughs> onto this. And the other was like another massive rumor about Richard Wilkins, <gasps> which like I don't think I'm going to get sued for defamation for because it's already been like out there, mm-hmm. and okay. I can't tell if it's like defamatory or like good. But <laughs> and this is my source is the Daily Mail. Honey, it's all our sources. Yeah, please direct any legal action towards them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, exactly. They did this, not me. I'm not, I'm just, I'm just repeating the reporting here. But Mm -hmm. in my process of looking up this deep mystery about Richard Wilkins's eye patch, I stumbled onto an even bigger mystery (gasps) about Richard Wilkins, which is the rumor that's been (laughs) wanting around. That Richard Wilkins has a massive dick. <laughs> well, Jen, wow. Oh, we asked for gossip and you have served up a steaming <laughs> plate mm. of gossip. And you've not only served up, I think, some gossip, you've also served up um, a kind of a task, a question for us to get to the bottom of. <laughs> and I've served up a hypothesis that needs to be proven. <laughs> Do we think? Well, I know. I mean, it's hard to say. Judging on the size of his head, which is massive. Um, <laughs> Wait, he I'm seems gonna actually like- literally Google Richard Please. Wilkins' dick right Please. now. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, come on, do that live. Re- <laughs> Kyle Sanderland says Richard <gasps> Wilkins has a huge penis. Who's <laughs> Kyle? I trust Kyle. I reckon yeah. he's seen it. Like I reckon these guys hang out at spas and <laughs> at gyms, and he's he's had a brush with Richard Wilkins' peen. Oh my god! So you see, there you go. That is hot industry gossip that I am going to definitely be taking a deep dive on. Wow! Yeah, absolutely. And please report back if you hear anything. I'm trying to think. Um, we don't. I don't know anyone who, like, knows Richard Wilkins well, but I know um, comedian Sam Taunton, maybe we'll have to get him on because he has a great story. He, I think it was for the project, he was with Richard Wilkins somewhere overseas or something. They did a big, like, story or something together. So he worked with him for a while and I remember he had his business card. I saw his business card and it was just, like, the coolest business card. It was just, like, totally almost nothing and it was just, like, Richard Wilkins and it was his mobile number and his mobile number I can't remember it but it was like he'd gotten it custom done because it was like almost all sevens or something like it was <gasps> it was crazy and then also once I saw um on a plane his son who I can't remember his name but um I know that his Instagram handle is the Prince Wilkins <laughs> so I was like is that the Prince Wilkins <laughs> and it I was feel like- so do you, I feel like Richard Wilkins is the type of person to get a personalized number plate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would be like no other option for him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, he, apparently this is where this is where the rumor has stemmed from. It has stemmed and- from Kyle Sanderland, um, <laughs> who's talked about Richard Wilkins as very impressive. As the Daily Mail puts it, the 62-year-old's eye-watering anatomy. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. crazy and also doesn't solve the other mystery of the eye patch. 
Well, that's yeah. the thing. This is like, this is Dubai. This is fucking Nancy Drew shit right here. Like we started, <laughs> we started with an eye patch and now we're on Richard Wilkins' dick and it's like, like what's, what's happening? Maybe, what's maybe the they're connected. Yeah. Maybe they're connected and his own penis, he like bent down and it like punctured yeah. him in the eye. And it's like not, not, and that's why it says eye watering because he's like, eyes are watering from his own dick, like going it into is. his eye. The eye watering is like a red herring you know because they're like and it watered his eye one day like it's a riddle and all of the pieces are there and this is the da vinci code and we are the people in the da vinci we're, code that solve it. it we're solving mm-hmm. this right now this is a live mystery oh. solved. that's amazing to this me is, it's cluedo but for being dicks yeah <laughs> Oh my god, I have I've chills. I have goosebumps <laughs> from this incredible work that we're doing. <laughs> That's great. That's a good question though. Like what's the question that you can't ask or something? Yeah. That's that's a um spicy thing to throw out in the world. Yeah. What is the forbidden question? What is a forbidden question? What's a question that you cannot ask? Forbidden. Like you know what? You know what's a forbidden question? Asking a guest if they've shat themselves. It felt yeah. like it felt like I shouldn't have asked that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is kind of a misnomer for like Conchetta anyway, because you always Conchetta will ask anyone any question. Like that's yeah. kind of her thing. Like we'll just be at a restaurant and the waiter will come up and be like, Do you guys want bread? And she'll be like, Yeah. But first, have you ever been in love? <laughs> you know, that's there's nothing off the table. And then that's my go-to eatery and we've been friends for 40 years, just like you and me, Jan. Like just we've been like, friends yeah. from, <laughs> for, I forever, like, for millennia. I mean, if you're coming on a podcast with Kinchana, like you probably will be talking about shit, like at some point mm. poo and or other bodily substances will come up yep. and that's just that's that's just yeah. called life and that's what you have that's, to talk yeah. about, you know. You have and- to be brave. <laughs> Thank you, Jan. And I just had a thought. Like if I literally was in a meeting with like Netflix executives for some reason, (laughs) I would not be afraid to ask them. I'd be like, well, boys, (laughs) what's what's happening? What's going on? (laughs) You know, it's for everyone. It's the equalizer. Yeah, that's one of those things as well where like you need to know that you're comfortable working with these people (laughs) because that reminds me of um, uh, just over the last week when the Amys were on, Michaelia Cole, who is the the writer and creator of I May Destroy You, this amazing series, she's an amazing writer, um, she like – famously turned down a big deal with Netflix. Oh, yeah, million dollar deal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she she had the big meeting with Netflix and they offered her a million dollars, but she wasn't going to retain any rights to the show. So she uh, walked away and she took it somewhere else and got way less money. And so then, Conchetta, that's kind of like your (laughs) deal. That's your million dollars. That's your copyright. You're like, you can take the copyright. I don't care. But... I need to know that you feel comfortable talking about this with me. And the question is, have you ever been in love and have you ever shat your pants and have those two kind of worlds ever converged? And if they can't deal with that, then you'll just take it elsewhere. You'll go to iView, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll win an Emmy for it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the natural conclusion. I'll mention it in the speech. Oh, this is this is so much fun. I mean, Lauren, do you have any other questions for Jen? I have a question. I also have an idea for a fuck watch. Yeah. Oh, we've got a game what? as well. We can play with you. Oh, maybe yeah. we've mentioned it now. Maybe we should play it now. So, yeah. Sorry. What okay. is a fuck watch? 
<laughs> well, well, well. Um, kind of once you know, you'll never not know and your world will change. But, you know, like because it's a game that we play in the podcast, we actually invented it, I believe. If we didn't invent it, I'll be really upset. But it's because like, you know, like, I think like a fuck watch is a different thing for people, for women in like their 20s versus women in their 30s, because women in their 30s have a fuck watch and it's not fun. It's a thing that you have to do to know when you're fertile so you can get pregnant and it ruins all of your sexual experiences or so I've heard. Yeah, that's like being on fuck watch. Yes. Is this like a fertility tracker? Is that what you guys? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm interested. Um, The other kind of fuck watch I thought you were going to say is like that it's like a Fitbit. Like (laughs) it's like, hang on, i got to put my – my oh, fuck yeah, watch like, on before we get into it. Otherwise, like these, how many this kind of rate. Have I done a day rather than how many yeah. steps? It's like thrust count. Is that a fuck yeah. watch? <laughs> Very exciting and creative ideas that we will be taking to the Shark Tank. But well, what if fuck watch is like you're on? Like you are you on fuck watch? Like are you are you watching for who your yeah. friends are possibly yeah. fucking? You know, so it's it's just like Media Watch, but it's called Fuck Watch, Um, yeah, and it's done by that same guy. (laughs) Rumors have it that after Kyle Sandilands has made comments on the size of Wilkins' penis, people are wondering how he knew what size it was. So they are officially on Fuck Watch. Fuck Watch. Okay, I'm with you. No, it is um, a game that we invented in the Gold Coast, the most perfect, picture-perfect place <laughs> to invent a game like mm. this, which is, Jen Fran, it's um, – you would know the game um, – what is it? Fuck, marry, kill? Yeah. Fuck, marry, kill, but, yeah. Yeah, this sort of takes a spin on it. And I explained it last week. Lauren, you take it away and explain it this week. Um, yeah, kind of like that. So it's not like who are you going to fuck, who are you going to kill – what happens is we give you two people or, or things or whatever and you decide which one of the two you are going to fuck and which one is going to be, like, in the room watching at the time. And they may be watching and talking depending on, like, their vibe, commentating. They might be involved in some kind of way. But, yeah, you're fucking one, you're watching one, but you are all in the room together experiencing it as a trio. Okay. Fuck what? Great. Yeah. Give me the two. <laughs> And then, Conchetta, why don't you give her the twist? Oh, fuck. Why? There's a twist. <laughs> the twist is um, is that, you know, you'd think we'd do this with people, and we've done it with people. Like, Lauren and I have talked about every comedian under the sun. We've played the game, fuck yeah. watch. But we also thought, hang on a minute, what if we made this twist where it's with it's, – it's metaphorically with animals, okay? Mm, and I – so, yeah, it's like, what's the vibe like with animals? And today, this fuckwatch pairing hit me like a lightning bolt. Um, and so I'm excited to pose it to you. Um, and it's this. Fuckwatch, a shark, and a crocodile. Yeah. This is sort of what we call the fear factor edition yeah. of fuck watch and you can kind of personify these animals a little bit Mm -hmm. but you can also just play with whatever is fun for you you know because if we've had i think we brought up crocodile for someone else maybe it was becky lucas she was quite excited by the idea of fucking the crocodile because of um the death roll technique you know the 
underwater. Um, so yeah, do with it what you want, but crocodile and a shark. And we need justification. Yeah. And give me okay, a reason. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so which, one am I, which one are we, am I fucking and which one am I letting which one is watching? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Who the fuck invented this game? We did. Us. <laughs> On the Gold Coast, which is a, a ripe breeding ground for twisted ideas. <laughs> and our staple one is, what is it again, Lauren? Spider um, and the snake is normally our go-to. and the snake is like oh. X equals. Like that's the main one that we go to. Yeah. It's our forefathers. So, I mean, what's better, what's worse? Answer both. Answer one, answer neither. But please think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Just something to think about from a journalistics point of view. Um. <laughs> and talk about it with the hubby. See what he oh, thinks. Yeah. See, see yeah. what he'd do. It starts a conversation, you know. It kind of opens things up and <laughs> it's playful. And I don't know, you guys. I'm, um, I don't know if I want to play fuck watch with animals. Is that bad? Yeah, fair. No, it's not bad. It's, it's totally not. valid. In I'm, fact, I'm just like I can feel myself going down a road that I'm not going to be able to come back from, and I don't know if that's a road that I want to go down at the moment. We have also um, wondered about the troubles possibly um, involved in talking to people on the podcast who have like careers. Um, this became apparent. Yeah. Last, uh, we, we had an episode with like Michael Hing and, um, he's a radio professional of course, and he was fine, but definitely we kind of prod him in a few directions that he was like, let's not. Um, right. But that's the good thing about talking to, yeah, dropkick comedians is because they're like, well, first things first, I'd finger bang that shark to hell and back because they've got nothing to lose. But yeah, I just feel like at some point I may be interviewing the prime minister and the prime minister's going to be like, I'm sorry, Mm. did you talk about like fucking a shark (laughs) on a podcast? I listened and to the, the pro- I Scott Morrison listened to Big Natural Talents and yeah, I heard he's a listener. talking about possibly like blowing a crock. I don't know, like confirm or deny, Jan. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, Yeah, what? You said you were gonna fuck the um the crocodile. What's wrong with you? You should fuck the shark. That's Scott Morrison. Yeah. We quoted him. He said that. Yeah, we um we got in touch with him before we had you on to just get his position on this. <laughs> Um, to see if you and would what align. Did he say. <laughs> well, we can just pontificate on it. I reckon you are kind of right with what you just said. I reckon Scott Morrison would be fucking the shark. I can kind of see their two <laughs> physiques aligning in yeah. a way. Um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Um, um, and then, oh, funny. but the other trouble. Oh, what were you going to say? No, no. Oh, the other go. trouble. Po- Politically, I guess, is, you know, imagine if you were ever interviewing Bob Catter and it came up that you didn't choose to fuck the crocodile. He would take that incredibly personally. Big fan of the crocs. Do you know how many people are fucked by crocodiles in Queensland? (gasps) Every three months, one person is fucked by a crocodile in Queensland. Yeah. That's true. I mean, that's that's fuck watch right there. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Um, that's yeah. great. Well, then here's my more lighter, my one of my other favorite questions, and you're not going to hate this one. You're actually going to adore this one, Jen. Jen, okay. if you had to be on a reality TV show, like gun to your head, you have to be on one. 
which would you be on? Which do you think you'd be really good at? And if you need us to rejig your memory, we're talking Big Brother, we're talking um, Survivor, we're talking, I don't know. Um, MasterChef. MasterChef. Um, um, the Apprentice. the one where you, you travel? What's oh, that the one? Great What's break. The, oh, the Great the Amazing Race. Amazing Race. Amazing Race. race. Oh, reality TV. Or Dancing so with the Stars. Oh, what about Dancing with the Stars? <gasps> I see that for you, actually. I see that for you. You know what? Yeah. I see that for me too. I'm going to go on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. would, I fucking Samba. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another one? Um, the Tango. The probably. Tango. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Pasa the Doble. The, the yeah. Pasa, the Mamushka. Thank you. Whoa. That's an Adam's Family reference. Please tell me you've seen the Adam's Family. Anyway. No. Sad. I think so. Um, Maybe. You know what's funny, actually? Your um, co-host, Will Anderson, we asked him the same question. He said he would um, love to, like, learn to dance and do Dancing with the Stars, but only if it, like, never went to air. Um, <laughs> he was so like, just a dance class is what he'd want to do. Yeah. I got uh, – well, when I say I got asked, I, I just feel like it's one of those things where, like, they – a, a reality TV show would just put a call out to a bunch of different agents mm. and they'd be like, oh, we're doing this show. Like, who do you have that might be good for this show that we're doing? And one of the shows was um, SAS Australia. <laughs> and my <gasps> agent was like, well, well, do you want to do SAS Australia? And I was like, oh, yeah, I reckon. Oh, yeah, I could totally do SAS Australia. No no worries, mate. What, what's, what's involved? Just what, like walk up a hill, do some like push-ups and shit? <laughs> I reckon <Nah. laughs> I reckon I could challenge myself. And she's like, all right, well, watch this link, which is like, you know, they had like a SAS UK link that they wish to give a, a overview of what the show was. And I think I like watched the link and I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. No, I can't do SAS. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I would even be able to like walk up the hill that mm. you need to walk up to, to get to the helicopter to do the first challenge like I don't even oh. think that I would be able to even get to the place where the first challenge was happening let alone doing it um yeah but dancing and with the stars yeah mm. oh and I wouldn't want to that's what I wonder about these shows like SAS and stuff where there are celebrities presumably with a lot more money than me and I'm like I don't know how much you could pay me to do this thing and I have nothing in the world <laughs> you know like they have actual lives jobs careers probably own a home and yet they're like yeah I'm gonna jump out of a fucking plane while a man yells at me I'd be like no a man yelled at me once at a job and I quit because I was like oh I didn't like that <laughs> not yeah, for me it's pretty fucking it's pretty gnarly and then people are like oh I'm I'm doing this for my children and it's like I your children don't care I'm just going to, I don't know your children, yeah, yeah. but I don't think that your children care about whether you yeah. jump out of a plane or not. Mm-mm. That's so They don't. Just like <laughs> <They're> not- <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to them. Talk no, to them you, maybe, you know. You've just left them alone for two yeah. weeks to do this course <laughs> and that's what they care about, you know. like They're like, where's my dad? <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> like fuck you dad yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah. have you met kids they don't care they're on tiktok they're chilling out they don't they, they don't mind they don't um, give a shit it has to be dancing wow, we, with the stars that has yeah, to be yeah that's crazy we just manifested that for you 
Yeah. Oh my god! It's I hope we happen. get a DM the second your agent, which had like a really funny voice, and that you were like, he sounded really rough and old. Like, hey, Jan friend, do you want to be on the new? Like, he's got a <laughs> He's like smoking a cigar. Yeah. You know, his feet are on the table. Um, we 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 have to hear it the second you're booked and blessed for a show like that. Yeah, let us know. Okay. Um, do you We've have a reality show that you would go oh. on? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's think about let's do this first and then we we should ask one last little yeah. question to wrap up. Um and I don't know what that question will be, so let's yeah. find out. Well, I um I would say my answer is always Big Brother. I grew up with that show and I um just had always dreamed about being like that's my show. However, in recent changes where they like make it's now become survivor like they get you hanging off ropes and like doing the SAS within Big Brother which I don't love no um but now that I think about Dancing with Stars is like awesome like that's one that you just would do because it forces you like everything in my life I need to be forced to do it I need a TV show to book me to then get me to dance and I need a TV yeah. show to book me to get me to learn about the news um <laughs> That would be such a fun one. But my main answer usually is Big Brother. What about you, Loss? Yeah. yeah, I think I've always said like um, like a cooking thing, like a bake-off yes. or something in the past. What I'm also actually um, that I just thought of is I don't know if they made it in Australia or if they did a few years ago, but I've watched the UK version a lot. That show Come Dine With Me where it's like a group of freaks and they all have a dinner party each and they all have to go to each of the one's dinner parties and like score them. But like some of it, cause it's Brit- Britain, like they're not even that good cook, some of them. So it's this woman and she's like, I'm just making chicken cacciatore for everyone. <laughs> and you get rated on like the whole dinner party. That would be my pick. Okay. Can I tell you the, um, one of the best reality TV shows, like, this was like 10 years ago and I just stumbled across it accidentally I don't yes. even know if it still exists or what, but it's called Jewish Mum of the Year. <gasps> Did you guys hear about this? Have you heard no. about this? No, Excuse me, but I'm excited. Of, it's like, it's exactly what you think it is. Oh, my God, it's real. Here it is, Jewish Mum of the Year. I'm and Googling it's like, too. Yeah, I think it was like a British series. It's on ABC iView. That's, oh, my God, can I please, can I please read you the synopsis? Competitive yeah. Jewish Mums fight it out with a series of <gasps> grueling tasks to win the crown, including <gasps> challenges to test their cooking, matchmaking, homemaking abilities, event organizing, and how well they know their kids. And that was oh, the best. Wow. It's like one of the tasks was making a meal for a bar mitzvah and one lady like made like, gazpacho which is apparently a big no 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 <laughs> like, and wow. she got picked you know like she she got booted off the show because the gazpacho just it did not go down well with the guests at the bar mitzvah and it's like this is the type of reality that everyone <laughs> needs in their life oh yeah my god that's like that's my new pick for the reality show I want to be on when I'm married to Ben in 30 years I want to be on this show but also I need to run and show this to Ben immediately that's this is incredible you have hit a gold mine amazing I was thinking that we could end on the question that we ended the Ben Lee app on which is let's make it wholesome let's make it show business Jan Fran you are um you know 
an incredible, you do incredible work. You're in show business. You've done or adjacent all the things you do. Do you have any advice for two young, crazy girls like us making our way in the media and show business industry? It can be as short or as long as anything you can think of for a bit of advice. Uh, Okay, should we should we get like a bit um, wholesome and like mildly earnest for a minute? Yeah, not make it earnest. philosophy. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get asked that question quite a bit, and my answer always tends to be the same, which is make shit. That's always been my answer. Like whether you want to get into journalism mm. or whether you want to get into comedy or whether you want to get into um, like TV production, if you want to get into directing, editing, whatever it is that you want to get into in, you know, the media arts and entertainment industry, you are always going to be better off for making something. Um, even if it's a piece of shit and it probably will be a piece of shit, like everything that you've, that somebody has made for the first time, it's not probably not going to be glorious. It's going to be a piece of shit. But the next thing that you make is going to be better than the first. And the third thing that you make is going to be better than the second. So you just, you need to make stuff. And that's how you also let people know that you can do it. Like if somebody is, you know, 20 or 30 years into their career and they're looking for someone who's up and coming, like they need some evidence that this is what you do. They just need to know like, okay, what what's your tone? What do you care about? What are you into? What can you make? What can you... So you're never going to be worse off for making something and putting it out in the world. Huge. I mean, unless it like really fucking sucks and is racist and like making (laughs) hell, but like don't do anything racist. Publish your manifesto, okay, because you just need to get it out there before anything, okay, and it's cool and you need to do it. No, that's amazing advice. And that's like, yeah, I think advice that we've been trying to take on recently as well, even like – because we, um, you know, we've run around and tried to get grants to make things and stuff. And it's really hard to do any of that if you don't have a body of work to show. And so that's almost a big part of why as well we started the podcast. Because it's like, well, let's just make a podcast. Yeah. So then now that there is something in the world that shows that we are some of the greatest comedic minds mm-hmm. in um, mm-hmm. the country. And here it is. And here you are. So and here you are. Mm-hmm. And here you are. Begged us to come on. Begged us. <laughs> yeah. Like guys, well, it I would mean, be like <laughs> doing me a I've solid if I could come on the show. Like Conchetta's is yeah. my yeah. best friend, yeah. so for me, it absolutely, it's like, a no-brainer. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, my my best friend Conchetta, <laughs> yeah, <girl. laughs> yeah, has and asked me when to Jen be fr- on her. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. And when Jen Vren first came to me and said, "Conchetta, I need to be on your podcast," I said, "Jen Vren, you're not ready. You need a couple <laughs> more years." In your belt yeah. of journalism. I did. I said, why don't you go and make something? Go off, do some, do the project. Do the project. See how that goes. Let, let me watch how you go on the project. Um, Come back to And, it. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on, Jen. Do you want to plug anything? Do you want to plug the show, question everything, or anything else? Yeah, let's plug the show. I mean, you guys are both on the show. Question everything. 8.30 Wednesdays, ABC. Watch it. Just watch it. I mean, come on. Everyone else is. You may as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're actually being left out if you're not watching it. And that's the truth. Um, but no, you're the best, Jen friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for being my best friend for 40 years. Thanks to Lauren for being my friend for a couple years as well. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been around for a minute. But thank you, Jan, for coming on. Thank you, Conchetta. Thank you, listener there, for listening. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you check out our Instagram at Big Natural Talents. And if you are just like gagging for it and you can't get enough, we've launched our Patreon recently where you can jump on there for any extra episodes and bonus content um but yeah check it out um follow like subscribe rate review whatever see you next week bye bye